Welcome to another episode of the Grappling of Life podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, he's a legend. I've heard his name like whispered in hallways and corridors. Mashallah, his brother Usama Luisen. Welcome. Thank you. Shall I call you Sifu? No, not call me Sifu. <laughs> <laughs> so if you say more, I, I'll explain later. Oh, okay, like, good. Call me Sifu. Okay, alhamdulillah. So brother Usama, Jazakallah khairan for coming. Mm-hmm. I know you're about to travel in a, in a week. I know we had a very small window to get you in, so I'm very happy that you're here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Michael mm-hmm. Um I guess we can just start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I want to start with a question first. Um, kind of, we, we spoke about it just before we started shooting. Yeah. Um, but um, everyone that, ev- well, most guys that have come on here that are doing jiu-jitsu or whatever have done some sort of wing chun. Um, is that that's what you teach, yes, right? Wing I Chun, teach yeah? Wing Chun, yes. Right, and they've all been taught by someone from the West Indies. Mm. So, like, I've, I've never got that. Uh, I've never got the answer, mm. but I'm guessing you might give me. <laughs> you might be able to be qualified to give me the answer. Why? What? What? What was special about the art that appealed mm. to? Okay, special the art to me. Mm. Um, I was taught by Chinese, right? So. Um, when they were very young, you know, mm-hmm. I liked to watch a lot of martial art movies. One of them programs called David Carradine. You know, yes, yes, yes. So I got interested by watching that. I liked the philosophy, I liked the martial arts. And then um, one day I saw a friend of mine um, doing martial arts. No idea what style he was practicing, but I'd seen him mucking around playing. And that was, a, this was a black guy. Okay. And um, in the youth club. And he was controlling someone quite easy. Yeah. So I said to myself, whoa. I like to do that too, control someone with ease. At that time, you're young, you know, I'm about 15, 16. So was it like the 80s, late 80s? Yeah, late 80s, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. About 16, um, going to youth clubs. And you know, when we were all young, we would get in trouble, we like mm. to fight. And I like, I like to fight a lot <laughs> for enjoyment, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's quite interesting for me. So um, when I start to fight a lot, play fights, I got in a bit of the trouble, not bad trouble, but just like, you know, hitting people mm. for play, for fun. Yeah. Like, and I, I liked it, in fact. Overzealous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, then I started watching, like I said, David Carradine, and I looked at the philosophy of things like that and how they practice spirituality and things like that. Yeah. And I said to myself, hmm, let me learn some martial arts, go and learn some martial arts. So in that time in the 80s, I went to um, up Chinatown, yeah, in Letter Square. Right. And I saw a poster of uh, some teachers teaching martial arts. Oh, before that, I was, in fact, I was, um, I saw a poster in South East London, Orpington. Orpington. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at that time I was going to college, doing designing in, in, in college. But I saw a poster and the guy was teaching martial arts. I remember this style, Tong Long, it means like praying mantis. Right. And, um, but I didn't do that for six months. So were you? Did you? Were you brought up in South London? I was brought in South East. East. Whereabouts in South? East? I brought in. I was brought up well, uh, in Deptford. Oh, Deptford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was born in Greenwich. Okay. Then, um, um then uh, we moved to Deptford, and later on we moved to Lewisham. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, South East London is quite rough yes. at that time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and at a time, um, like now, you now you get on the, to the black people. Most yeah. of the time, we all love martial art movies, black films, yeah, martial art films. Yeah. And going to late night, do, do you remember late night at all? What's that? Late night is like you go and watch a movie um, from 12 o'clock 
till three o'clock. We call it late night movies. Interesting. When they show the pure martial arts films. So that missed me, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> time, so what kind of films are you looking at? Was it more like the, do you remember the black exploitation films? Like with, um, not, no, 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 this is pure, pure Kung Fu. Pure Kung Fu films. So like, um, uh, 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 Drunken Master. That's it. Um, uh, p- police Story. Well, this well, is quite later. That's quite later. Yeah, yeah. This is like a um, film called like a Prodigal Son. Oh yes, Fr- Frontier Mantis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnificent Butcher. This is an old school way of fighting. Yes, you know. Yes, and I, you know, um, I am Monkey. You know, yeah. People will start to remember all these all these movies when I name them. You know, yeah, back yeah, in the eighties. Yeah. So you'd you'd go at twelve o'clock. At midnight. And literally you'd watch, how many films? There's two watch? films. The first show would be about 11, quarter past 11. Yeah. And that will finish about one, just after one. And the next one would be just after half, half, half past one. It finished about three o'clock. So that's Friday night? Uh, that was Friday was, night okay. or sometimes Saturday. Saturday night. Yes. That's sick, man. Yes. Yeah. And that time, um, yeah, a lot of black people would go to late night. Interesting. And, and now you find now why a lot of black people love comfy so much. Because mm. they watched it. And also they want to also study it. You know, so at that time in the 80s, a lot of black people stopped doing martial arts. Yeah. And then from different teachers. A lot of them, at that time in the 80s, a lot of Chinese teachers was around. So therefore, we went to learn from many Chinese teachers. Interesting. You know. That is, because uh, um, I spoke to, uh, who is it, Jude, who's also, of, uh, he's a Grenada, from Grenada as well. Mm. So he was talking about like, because there was, but if you went earlier, like the sixties, the Chinese weren't really teaching foreigners. Not at all. At all. It was, it was actually frowned upon. Yes. And then Bruce Lee came on the scene Scene. Mm. and that's when, and he, he actually was one of the first guys to teach non, non Chinese people. Right. Uh, one of the well, few, one, one, one of the few, few. Yeah, one of the few. few. Yeah. And there was another guy who Mr. Miyagi was based on. I forgot his name, but he was more karate. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, more Japanese. Japanese, right? Yeah, that's yes, correct. Yes, yes. But again, it was like this that movement that it was, it kind of gripped, the martial arts kind of gripped the world, right? Yes, exactly. 60s, 70s, 70s, especially 70s, right? Yes. And then the 80s, you had the rise of Jackie Chan and the That's second right. wave in it, the Hong Kong films that would come mm, over here. That's yeah. right. I, and in the 80s, I met Jackie Chan. Oh, you did, yeah? I met Jackie Chan on the film set, Project A. Wow. Um, because, and, and when I, 86, I went to Hong Kong right. to live for this under one year to practice martial arts. What was that like, man? That was an experience. Um, and uh, at that time, this is uh, like 30, 35 years ago. Yeah. And at that time, there's not many black peoples in Hong Kong. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for experience, um, when I went to Hong Kong, you have to overcome um, people staring at you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you really weird and things like that. Um, but I love martial arts so much at a young age. Um, I learned from a teacher, uh, his name is Sibyl Nina Bernardo. He gave me a little introduction to learn from his older Kung Fu brother, which is Sibyl Um Chung Hong. And, Sibyl, and they're both Chinese. Both Chinese. Yeah. And Sibyl Um Chung Hong, he's in Hong Kong, he's a, a famous student of Sibyl Wong Shulong. And Sibyl Wong Shulong, right, is a famous teacher. He learned from Yip Man. Right. So my lineage is quite strong to all the strong people when I learned martial at a very young age. So in that year, yes. talk us through, that's the, for me, because what all I'm thinking about is you're in some kind of uh, martial arts school. Yes. You're getting challenged by other martial arts schools. <laughs> but obviously, obviously that's films. Mm. But if you just give us a little insight of what that year was like for training. Was it just training? You were just going there for training? Just, for specific, just for training. So talk us through what was that, that was like okay. in that year. When I arrived in Hong Kong, 
um, I stayed with a friend of mine, you know, and he was French, you know, yeah. and, um, and um, I stayed with him for about two months, three months. Then I stayed with another friend, uh, he's Chinese, and um, I stayed with him about six months. And at the same time, I was learning from two teachers, two famous teachers, Sibo Um Chung Hong yeah. and Sibo Wang Xilong. Uh, Sibo Wang Xilong passed away many, many years ago, but Sibo Um Chung Hong is still alive today in Hong Kong. And um, when you go to Hong Kong, they look at you as a foreigner, first of all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not white, I'm black, you know. So when um, I had, I had a, a letter of introduction to go to see these two teachers, and that's when I started to learn my Wing Chun. And I didn't know at the time, Wing Chun was really famous. I didn't know about nothing about Bruce Lee. I knew nothing about, really about Bruce Lee really as such at that young age. All I wanted to do was learn martial arts. To so fight. how old were you? And that time I was 22 wow. okay. when, when I went to Hong Kong, you know. And then um, I came back from, from Hong Kong when I was 23. And I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth to Hong Kong to improve my, my levels in my martial yeah. arts. Um, and then also at the same time, I learned some Chinese. Because obviously living in Hong Kong, I have to eat, I have to get around. And... You have to learn. I decided to learn some Chinese to get around. Cantonese or Mandarin? And Cantonese. It's Hong Kong, right? It's yeah, Cantonese. Hong Kong at that time. Yeah. Most people speak Cantonese at that time. And um, but my teacher, Super Un Chung Hong, he spoke some English. Not bad English. Spoke some English, <coughs> so yeah. it was good. But most of the guys spoke English. Some of the guys didn't speak English. But you know, so I had, I had a good time um, studying. So what was the training like? So like, took us through like a typical day. What, what would, <laughs> okay. was it different every day? Or? It wasn't really different every day. It was mostly technical. You go inside the school, you um, do your forms, the teacher will assess you, you start to practice with your other classmates and practice techniques and things like that. And how long would you train for? We were training for about two hours. And I was trained, I was trained uh, in fact, mm, about five times a week. Right. I was trained in the, in the afternoon, twice uh, in the afternoon and also in the evenings. Right, because I went there Pacific to then do at two hours in the afternoon, two hours in the evening. Even sometimes, so I went there Pacific just to do yeah. martial art. That's it, nothing else. And at the same time, mm, I've run out of money. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you fund it? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. yeah. I've run out of money. It was costly uh, to learn from these teachers. Yeah, and I've run out of money after four months. I said, "What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do?" But um, I, my professional is painting, decorating, designing. Right. So someone asked me, "Oh, can you come and do some houses for us?" They create some houses and stylish something like that. I said, yeah. And I start to work. Then after people, other clients ask me to do jobs for them. Right. And I start from work for myself. Now I had some money now. I can stay in Hong Kong a bit longer. And that's okay. how I stayed in Hong Kong for that. Just under a year. Wow. Yeah. Mashallah. So, um, so before you went to Hong Kong, mm. how long were you training Kung Fu, uh, Wing Chun? Before? Uh, before I went to Hong Kong, yeah. I uh, trained with my teacher for at least about four years okay. before I went to Hong Kong. So he had to actually like, write yeah, a letter, to a letter you. of yeah, recommendation. Yeah, yeah. At that time, you really can't go to see any teacher unless you get a letter of recommendation to go and see a teacher or they won't receive you. Right. And remember, the Chinese don't really teach foreigners. Yeah. yeah? So what, why did, what was going on at that time that it started to change. What happened? How come they made an exception for yourself, or was it depending on who's teaching? Well, they because I had uh, um, I had a Wong Shilong, you know, um, when he, he's been to London before and I've seen him before, you know, 
And because I had a letter of introduction, it was much easier for me. Right. So I just went to Hong Kong, stayed there, train, you know. And when I first got there, they test you to see your abilities mm. and they give you a hard time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like fighting you and like that. Yeah. They find I wasn't a threat. So they, they didn't give me a hard time. Right. Yeah. So what was a threat? What does, what does that mean? Okay. The, main, the threat means that they will test you, they will fight you. To okay. see your ability. So if you're really good, they won't teach you. Is that what not? If you're big in that, they might not teach you. Right. If they find they will test you, they will get someone who has practiced for a very long time to test you. So they don't lose face. Right. When they're right. practicing. They're into really um to face. So obviously you wouldn't even go like even if you could, mm. just out of respect, you wouldn't go too much. Is that what no, I wouldn't go too much because you gain someone's you gain someone's um house. House, yeah. So yeah. you have to be have to be respectful. And but a most important thing, um, I wasn't getting going to get beaten up, mm, neither. Yes. You know, but I didn't go there for that intention to fight anybody. I went there to, to improve my martial arts, and yeah. that's it really. And they like me. This is a teacher like me. We go on. We go to eat. Taught me about history, martial art history, Chinese, and then my that's when my training tried to progress. So before we move on, yeah, I just mm. wanted to kind of because this intrigues me, man. Mm. What was when you went to Hong Kong, mm. what was the biggest culture shock you, you found when you got there? <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> the culture shock, it's not as, as such a culture shock. It yeah. was just like... The change. The change. The, it's yeah. like, from London, you live in London. Yeah. Okay. And certain areas, it's like white areas, pure yeah. Caucasian. So you're National Front at that time. Yeah. So you got used to people shout at you and things like that, call your name, things like that. Yeah. It was the same thing in Hong Kong. Just in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't understand what you're saying, have you got a clue, but you know they're talking about you. Yeah. Example, yeah, yeah. they might call they call the black people Hagwai. Okay. It means like black devil. Wow. Yes. I know what Guailo means. Guailo means white devil. White devil yes. Yeah. You know, and you, and got, Would I be a Guailo over there? You'd be a Guailo. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a it's just a natural thing they say. They say Guailo, go Like white boy come over here yeah, yeah you know yeah. so so i decided to learn some language learn some little bit of chinese because i want to understand what they're saying and right, calling right. me so they call me quite uh hugway a black devil yeah. i'll call him wangway yeah. means you're the, you're the devil <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what, what would happen when you when, when well, you kind of they're shocked they're shocked because right. obviously i know some little chinese yes yes there was a time uh my friend and i went to a restaurant and you know, you ever been in a Chinese restaurant, very noisy? Yeah, yeah. And you hear yeah. all the cutlery moving yeah. and things like that. And I walked with my friend. This is in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. Yeah. And the whole restaurant went quiet. <laughs> and it all looked at me like this. Yeah, looking like, like this, you know? So, and then my, I mean, my friend, he's a French, French guy. Yeah. So he said, he, he knows Chinese very really well, because he lives in Hong Kong. So he comes down and said, oh, Mike, sit down, sit down. And then sit me up, means what you want to eat. You know, so we'd speak in this little Chinese that yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, and afterwards I said anything and people heard that I can speak some Chinese. Right. And afterwards the noise went back to normal again. <laughs> Everyone's like sitting down and talking and then, and then they say, come up to you and say, oh, yeah, I just speak a little bit, you know. Right. And right, I say, right. oh, where are you from? You know, I said, I'm from England. And so when you when you in Hong Kong, you speak some Chinese, it's not, it's a new thing because of not, not many black people in Hong Kong at that time, yeah. 30, yeah. 35 years ago. 
You know, also, so internet didn't exist as well. Internet didn't exist. So, so the sharing of information was very yes. limited to kind of TV, yeah, yeah, newspapers yes, and yes. stuff. Yeah. Even the situation with one of my Chinese friends with one day, and when we went to dry cleaners. So him and I stepped into the dry cleaners and the woman behind the counter went backwards behind the counter and run. She ran? Yeah, behind the counter. Okay, right. She'd never seen that guy before. Wow. So she said to my friend, oh, these, these black people eat people. Whoa. So I said to my friend, no, no, I'm okay. We don't eat people. I said, what TV have you been watching? What if news have you been? So they're be behind. They're not really, yeah. you know, at that time, 35 years ago, they're, they're behind. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Definitely. Because uh, like I said, like with internet, you have some, even though you're probably still going to get a little bit of, uh, but at least with sharing of information, it's yes. less so. It's like yeah. a global village now. Yes. Um, have you been back since then? Yes, I, I was. Last like, the most, the most recent time you've gone back. I was back. I was in Hong Kong about seven years ago. So, what? Talk to me about the difference between when you were in the eighties uh, and uh, the eighties was beautiful because the eighties that time is it, it was a um, uh, British colony. Yes, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you had many things happening. A lot of clubs, a um, lot of lots of things happening. Lots of movies. Lot of street market. Yeah, lot of yeah. food market. When went, when I went back seven years ago. Completely different because now it's run by China. That's right. Yeah. So a lot of the shops are closed down, a lot of control, not so many, many things. Oh, serious? Yes. Um, uh, not so much martial arts now because now everything's on the computer, internet. But that in the 80s, you know, like DVDs and CDs yeah. at that time yeah. was thrive in Hong Kong. All the movies yeah. you want, you can get. You yeah. know, so I was, so in the eighties, I had to buy all my movies in Hong Kong, come back, <laughs> you know, and yeah. give to my friends, things like that. And, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. like I said, I met Jackie Chan. Um, so, did you meet him seven years ago, or was it in the eighties? In eighties. So, when Jackie Chan was Jackie Chan, Jackie right? Chan, yeah. yeah. Even, uh, my friend was interviewing him. He was interviewing him. My friend was interviewing him in in Hong Kong. Right. So, my friend said, "Come on, come along," and we was on the beach. So, Jackie Chan was telling 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 him about. Try and get into America market, and he done big brawl, and he wasn't happy with it, and he wasn't he wanted to bring his own team to sort of do his stunts. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't really happy with America market at that time, but he's trying. You know, it's before Russia, wasn't it? Just before Russia, long before <laughs> yeah, Russia, long before. Yeah, long yeah, before yeah. Era, was that know? his first kind of proper English speaking role in uh, uh, Big Brawl? Was it Big Brawl, right? Big Brawl, yes. Okay, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one, yeah, man. Big Brawl, that's a, that one, that's his first one. Big brawl, yeah. I'm gonna watch that yeah, one. Yeah. Let's see if I can yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah, 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 okay. And then at the same time, uh, when I was in Hong Kong, um, some of my friends said, No, do some, do some um, movies, go and don't go and do some extra work on the, right. China, on, the on the film set, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I said, Okay, get some extra money, things yeah. like that. So uh, I was in a movie called The Good, The Bad, and they're, and they're beautiful, something like that. I was playing the villain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they killed me off. They, 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 how, how soon did you kill, they kill you off? Oh, quite, I did a couple of scenes, uh, <laughs> uh, beats on and out, thing like that. And then they shot me. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. This is available, yeah? It's an old film. It's really yeah, hard to I'm, find. I'm going to try and find really it. Really hard right. to find. Okay. okay. And I mean, right, let film. me just, let me write this down. Right? Uh, I think it's called the, the Good, the Bad, and the Beautiful, or The Good, the Ugly, and the Beautiful, something like that. Okay. It's a film by Frankie Chan. Frankie Chan. Yeah. Is that his brother? No, Frankie Chan is a is a famous uh, is a, a producer, uh, producer, director. director. If you know, um, people know this film called Protocol Son. Yeah, yeah, Protocol Son. Yeah. Okay, see the guy with the rings fighting. Yes, that's Frankie Chan. Oh, okay, the good, the bad. I'm gonna just double yeah. check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that is that, yeah, that is Frankie Chan, and um, 
and that it's really fun. And the time on the Frankie Chan asked me like doing a film on his set, and um, there was another French guy, a black guy, on the set too. But there was a sort of like abusing him, you know. Right. Yeah. Me. Was he no. a martial artist? Uh, the French guy wasn't yeah. a martial artist, oh, he but, wasn't. I, but I was. Right. You know. So um, when they so when they asked me certain things like kicking and punching, I did a little bit. And uh, one day, um, you know, they they they're doing their martial arts things like that on the set. And there's Prodigal Son and Warriors Two, two famous Wing Chun films. Yeah. Yeah. But Frankie Chan is in Prodigal Son. Right. So he started so he started to show me some of the movements. Don't know that I know Wing Chun. Right. So we 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 clash for about a minute, thirty seconds, and I locked him, and I said to him, "This is not the movie. This is a real thing." <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. <laughs> Since that day, he was funny. He said, "Oh, you're funny. You know, I'm gonna get you another movie as a comedian." You know, so it's quite funny because obviously, um, I wasn't get I wasn't gonna let no one. Uh, Abuse me or take leave with me, yeah, regardless. Yeah. You know, so I, I said, no, I'm not normal to you, person. Yeah, I'm from southeast, <laughs> you know? and I'm not going to take no rubbish from you. Did you tell him where southeast London's from? Did you show me a picture, man, <laughs> <laughs> or bring him down, didn't it? Or bring him down, <laughs> bring him down, down to Lewisham, yeah, man. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I had a good uh, good time in in uh, in um in Hong Kong. I sure know when, when I was there. So um, can you just talk us a bit? The, the, those guys that don't understand, I did. I, I did Wing Chun for about one week. Yes. Um, when I was about eleven, no, 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 about seven, eight. I was at I was at a cousin's house. Mm. They lived in Barnet somewhere, mm. and he he does Wing Chun. So he said, "Come." Um, and I did it for one week, and I just thought I was the baddest guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you know, you go back home, yeah, and yeah. just like you just show all your friends, yeah. And and I kind of got like, and then my dad got got me into. Do you remember Blockbusters? Blockbusters, yes. Every Friday night, he'd go and get like get a, a kung fu film. Kung yeah, film, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's so he was really a, like a an inspiration to kind of get me started on my my martial arts journey. Mm. Um, so like, if you just explain to everyone, like, how, what is the structure of Wing Chun, and is there gradings? Like, obviously, like everyone's got this kind of thing of karate belts and all yes, that yes, stuff. Yes, so if yeah. you just give us an um, okay, I um, learned the old way, just the old way Chinese way. That means they grade you by your ability. They literally will spar with you, teaching some techniques, and say, "Show me that you can do this and you can do that." Yeah, so you be tested. Right. The Western way is like um, it's a markable way to make give you a certificate, give you a belt. That's more like Japanese. Right. Okay, but in Japanese, the black belt is a beginner's belt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But in the West, the black belt is quite high, second down and third down, etc. Yeah. So um, that's in Wing Chun, or in no, the... in karate. Okay, yeah, but yeah. in Wing Chun they have belts now. They introduced belts like sashes, right? Sashes. Yeah, this yeah. is from a Western point of view. The old yeah. way, there's no belts, right? Okay, when you have belts in martial art films, that's for clothing, for decoration, right? But if you have on the right hand side or left hand side, it means something, oh. and you have it in the middle, it means some you're you're your top master, right? Yeah. So some um, the old school people who do martial arts and other Chinese history, they would know that oh, this guy's got his belt in the center. That means he's an old master, very famous. Yeah. Right. You know? Did you, and, and is there weapons training in Wing Chun? There's weapon trains in Wing Chun. There's a pole form and there's, not, and there's a butt a but jam doll, eight, eight chopping knives form. A what, sorry? Butt jam doll means eight chopping knife. Eight chopping, chopping knife. Chopping knife. Yes. 
So what, is, a, how, what is that? A butterfly knife. Have you seen a butterfly knife? It's quite a big knife. Yeah. It, 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 is it bent like no, that? No, this goes like that. And yeah. it's got a little bent at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. it. That's a butterfly knife. So right. And it's got a handle? Is it a long handle? And it's got a short handle. Short handle, right. It's a yeah. winch weapon. Right. You know? And you've got a long pole. Yeah. You practice, and you've got a wooden dummy. Everyone knows a wooden yeah, dummy winch. Yeah, yeah, Now, the structure of Wing Chun, the way I teach, yeah. I teach like by levels, by your ability, what you can do. Okay. I don't say that after six months, you're this grade. Right. After um, one year, that grade. No. We go, I teach it by your ability. So, I say you got, you're going to learn a technique and it might take you two weeks. But the other person come, it takes him two days. Right. So, you go by your ability, not by, oh, one month, two months, and three months, because it, it might progress your learning. Because um, why stop you to learn something where you know you can learn it faster? Yeah, yeah. So we go sense. by your ability. That's where I teach. But sometimes people have grades. Grades is, gives you some incentive that you won something, or a trophy, or yeah. a certificate, like in competition. You know, my yeah. winter is not competition at all. Right. Yeah. So when you go in competition mode, you go in the cup. Uh, you win, you know, get a certificate. Yeah. You might feel good in yourself. If you do a grade, and you have a grade, but that's mean you can do it, right? Okay. Yeah. So what, I'll do the old way. I will test you. So I taught you something. Show it to me. You can do it. So, um, say for example, a guy comes in the first day. Yes. Yeah. Does everyone fall into a kind of? Have you got like a circular curriculum where you're, you're studying specific? forms and moves mm -hmm. and you kind of do them oh you split your class I'm, gu I'm guessing you split your class up or how, how does that well, how my class that? work like uh beginners yeah in the major and farts all in the same class right okay so right. if you first thing you when you start you learn the alphabet which is the form to see them tell for them this little idea yeah you know we call it little idea form you learn a form from the form is like an alphabet right and without an alphabet you can't start at all so that that will give you all your basic um no there's a form this is an alphabet. Right. Yeah. So when you learn, what? okay, if you do it like a kata, any kata, any forms yeah. you do, yeah. you will learn in any martial arts. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can use it. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You just learn the form. It's the building blocks. Yes. Of what you need later on. Yes. Right. To form the sentences and the paragraphs. That's and the, it. Without okay. an alphabet, you could, like Arabic, without an alphabet, yeah. <laughs> you can't go on can you? Of course. Yeah. So English alphabet, any, any um, nationality or language. Yeah. Need the alphabet yeah. before you start. That's before like, grammar, before, before anything. Yes. Oh, I understand. Yeah. So, so you'd learn that. Yes. And again, you're saying people learning at different speeds, different. Yes. yes. Someone might learn it in a week. Someone might learn it in a day. Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah. Then, obviously, I'm guessing you kind of take them. So, what's, once you've learned the alphabet, yes. the, what's it called? The sim, simple seal lim tau. Seal lim tau form. Yes. Okay. So, once you've learned that, yes. What happens next? Now the form is break down in pieces. We tell you how to use individual letter, like right. a, a like an arm or right. a leg or the elbow, yeah. bit by bit. Right. So that's the sentence. That's the sentence. Oh, then the words now. Yeah. Now you understand okay. now. You right. see the words now. Yeah. And then from there, you mix the words, like to make a, to like a paragraph oh. or to make a book, write a book. Interesting. So and then the idea is you have physical training. And you have mentally training. Right. Now, I do mostly technical training, which is also a lot, a lot mentally. Right. So I don't do training like, you, like, like you've got to be fit, you know. I do pure techniques. Right. That's it, yeah. But if you're fit at the same time, 
it's okay. But you're not fit, that's really matter because you're doing pure technique. So you might be stronger than me in power, but I'm more technical than you. All right. Yes. And also, when you learn martial arts, the way I teach, you might be like a really um, technical, but you come from an office person, never fought before in life. Yes. Shy, never punched, never had the punch to come towards you. So now I've got to teach you courage and teach you confidence at the same time and teach you understanding. See, martial art, you just don't learn martial just like that. Yeah. You go to school, there's a structure of learning something. Yeah. So most of the time, people see the end product, but never see the beginning. Yeah, it's like example, you cook a nice meal. The meal was lovely, but the preparation before that, going to the shops, buy the food, and you know, and prepare the food. Yeah, yes. And after preparation finished, you got clean up afterwards. <laughs> you don't see that. All you see is the middle bit. That's right. Yeah. The food, but the presentation you didn't see before that, and you never see the end. You just saw the middle bit. So yeah. when you see a demonstration, it's a demonstration. Doesn't mean it's real. It's a demonstration. I'm demonstrating what I can do, but doesn't mean it works. So what I'll do, I'll test you to see, can you do it by yourself? Right. Yeah. You see the difference now? Yeah, I got you. But all schools are different when they learn, when they teach martial arts. So another question I was going to ask you was, what, what's your take on MMA and, mm. and other, other, other arts in it? Because, What's well, so you've been dedicating your life to Wing Chun. Yes. And if anything, to be honest with you, without that, you wouldn't have MMA. Does that make sense? It's kind yes, of like, yes, yes. It's, okay. it's literally like the grandfather, the great grandfather of... of what no. But if you look at the essence of it, okay. yeah, fighting. Okay. Because a lot, a, lot a lot of the pioneers of MMA and all this, their roots are in traditional martial arts, whether it's, you know, Wing Chun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we look at, what's his name? DeSanto? Uh, uh, what? Chuck Norris is uh, he, he, uh, the Filipino guy. He, 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 he trained with Bruce Lee. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, DeSanto? Something DeSanto. De Danny Santo. I know Danny, I know Santo. Danny Santo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him in, in um, Los Angeles. Oh, you did, yeah? yeah in the 80s also. See, right. all the people I know very yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So with him, obviously, like you look, a lot of guys look to him, look to Bruce Lee. Yes, yes. And obviously, yeah. it's, there's an evolution that's happened. But I just want to get your perspective. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's your yeah, opinion. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, my opinion, yeah. um, MMA is a young sport. Yeah. Okay, it's not old. Of course, yeah. Okay. Do you want some more? No, I'm okay. Okay, yeah. And like I said, to me, MMA is a sport. Right. Wing Chun is an art form. Okay. And um, MMA's got rules. Yeah. When I fight in a situation for real, there is no rules. And if you fight some for real, on the street or anywhere, yeah. in the office, in the bus stop, in the bar, anywhere, there's no rules. Yeah. That person can bite you, take your eyes out, go for your groin, pick a chair up, throw water in your face with yeah. a glass. There's no rules. Yeah. How are you going to overcome that? You understand that? So, so what would you say the difference between a sport and an art is in, your, in your eyes? Like? Okay. An art yeah. is more like covering quite everything. That's what you call art. Okay. An artist and a painter is not the same. Right. right. A barber and a stylish is not the same. 
But to get to a stylist, you've got to be a barber. Right. You understand that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? You can't be a stylist just like that. You must have been a barber first before you get to a stylist. Yeah. So you see levels. So um, so you see, that's what you call the art. Yes? Okay. Yeah. yeah? That's why you've got, you got the art at the end of it, because it's an art form. It covers everything. A sport is made up for you to entertain yourself, enjoy yourself. So it can be a family thing, yeah. kids things, and things like that. Okay. So we call it. So we call it a sport right, for entertainment. So um, again, you might not know this, but I, I don't know. So you know, with Bruce Lee, he had Jeet Kune Do. Yes. So I don't know what. Like I'm not because I was. Bruce Lee was died before I was even born. Yeah? Yes. So yes. I only got the. Yeah, so the, the back in, of the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was born in '83. So by yeah. the time I was ten years old, he was yeah. well. He yes. became a legend, yes. if you know what I mean. Yes. But you were around when he was, I guess. Oh, uh, when he was our part, uh, you would have been young, right? I was young, yeah, very yeah, young. Very young. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get the martial art. That but time your, yet. your your instructors, okay, my instructor, that would, that would have been his peers, right? Almost, yeah. or uh, even even. In fact, Wong Shilong, yeah, Bruce Lee, yeah, Wong Shilong, who I learned from, yeah, is Bruce Lee's teacher, right? Okay, so so it'd be interesting. So what what did what, what would they say about him? Like, did they do you ever have a speak about? They talk. Everyone's talked about spoke about Bruce in the Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah. Okay. Now. Bruce Lee learned martial arts, Sun Wing Chun, yeah. from Wong Shilong for about maybe two years. Oh, Bruce Lee did? Yes. Right. Yes. But he also, uh, for Nyip Man, Nyip Man is the main teacher. Right. Wong Shilong is a student of Nyip Man. Right. So it's like me, I'm the teacher, I've got my student, yeah. and you come to learn. The teacher not teacher, the student will teach right. you. Right, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he watch over you, things like that. But at the same time, you still say you learn from Nyip Man, because right. that's his school. Yeah. I understand, yeah. but you didn't learn. You might not learn directly from Nick Man. You might learn. He might show you some techniques. Yeah. But most of the time, it's his students teaching you. Right, right. So if I teach you directly, I teach you directly. If I tell my students to teach you, he's teaching you directly. Right, I got you. But the information has come from me. I understand. You yeah, see, yeah, yeah. so Bruce Lee uh, learned Wing Chun uh, for a short time. Yeah. Then he stopped, went to America, and he started to what he had. He tried to performed other people right. and they couldn't trouble him with little that he had yeah, yeah you yeah. know so you meet people who don't know much and you go over you got a lot yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah? and after that you're not a civilian isn't it? yeah anymore yeah, yeah. you're not a civilian no more yeah. so after that bruce lee um look at philosophy looked at other styles and put your stuff together yeah okay so there's many stories about bruce lee um, they said that they didn't want to teach him no more because he did. He stopped to teach in the West. Yeah, you can many many stories. That's yeah, yeah. you know. So we made that. It's but I'm like, there. what what happened during this? So of course he created his own kind of art. Uh, yeah, Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, and I'm sure that that would have rubbed people up the wrong, wrong way. You know, well, like and because uh, I know he got shunned. Uh, yes. Okay. After a while, yes. you know, yes. from uh, once Yip Man died, because he was kind of protecting him a little bit. Well, it's martial arts really in, in Hong Kong at that time, yeah. or in China, is politics, conservative. Right. All these martial arts is a conservative style. Mm. So only rich people used to learn martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Later on, Yip Man, also conservative, really rich. No uh, way. He's a conservative person, conservative. So it's a conservative style. It's like um, you go to elite school, yeah, and you can't it's get like in polo there. or yeah. not a rich people, people sport like uh, lacrosse yes, and all yeah, those yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so this style was quite famous, but not everybody can learn it. Okay, yeah. then later on, 
Yip Man moved to from Hong from China to Hong Kong, and, and obviously he lost all his wealth. Then he started to teach martial arts. Yip Man also, yes, yes. Right. because he was communist in China at that time. So he left China, went to Hong Kong. Right, you know. Um, so when you watch the Yip Man films, that's not authentic. That right, this is entertainment. If you, right. don't, you have to know the history of yeah. China at that time. So um, and Bruce Lee. At the same time, was in Hong Kong, learned from. That's where you learned uh, yeah. Wing Chun yes. when when Yip Man came over yeah. to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, right? Yes. Okay. And after Yip, Bruce was a naughty boy, you know, but his family family was quite wealthy, and they moved him to America. Right. And, and that's he, when the story. That's started. where the story starts. He right. started to teach other foreigners, yeah. like famous um, film stars and yeah, things yeah. like that. So you get you have to give Bruce the credibility, the recognition, yeah, for bringing the martial arts to the West, yeah. Give him that, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Give him that. He made it marketable, marketable. And he was people. the first guy that wasn't a caricature of what a Chinese person would be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like he, he was because I'm, I'm, uh, Chinese people in movies at the time were not heroes. They were like oh, no, side no. characters. You know what I'm saying? No, you have famous, you have famous Chinese uh, Wong Fei Hong is a famous uh, Chinese martial artist. Yeah, yes. many, many, but. Now you're doing it only with West now. Yeah, we're, I'm talking about Western films. Oh, yeah, Western so the film. Chinese people in Western films are yes. always the butt of the joke. Nah, yeah, yeah. There, were, there was that famous film called The Dragon. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, dra- the, yeah, dra- the, the black dra- guy. Uh, the black guy an actor. Uh, no, it's, it's the story about Bruce Lee. Oh, The Dragon, yes. Uh, Do you remember was, that? Yeah, the remember 90s, film. Yeah, yeah. And there's a famous scene in there where he's in the cinema and he gets up really angry because... Mm. Because of the film he was watching, um, yeah, yeah. had a really bad racist yeah, character of Chinese yeah, yeah. people, yes, and he, yeah. he that's when he kind of wanted to kind of change that. Um, yeah, because of the narrative and the narratives, yeah. that, you know. So Bruce Lee, I'll give Bruce Lee recognition, you know, yeah. bit because he changed a lot of things. Yeah, and it also made people see martial arts, open their eyes, and things like that. And now you see why other stuff evolves. Yeah, by other martial artists. Yeah, you know, so uh, like jiu jitsu. Yeah. Lots of people practice jiu-jitsu now. We yeah. can't say jiu-jitsu is, is good or bad. Yeah. It depends. Everybody go what they want to practice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's it, really. So you've got the traditional martial arts. Like, obviously, you've got Wing Chun, you've got karate, which kind of uh, the Japanese style. You have judo. Yes. I would call it traditional, mm. which is more, more more than judo. And there's there's different styles in it. But, different styles. But um, what else? You've got... Um, uh, Shaolin. I remember I saw... Okay, Shaolin. Jet Li. Yeah, Jet yeah, Li style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... What is so what what's that like today? The martial arts today? Yeah. So so like uh, uh, obviously we've I don't know if you know, but we uh, me and a, a friend of mine, even even him around here, we yeah. we've got a gym that we run in, in Leighton. So we do jujitsu and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um wrestling I would call it an ancient art. Yes. Even yes. though it's it's like really old, like really two like, thousands yes, of years old. Yes, yeah. Yes. But obviously it's 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 evolved over time. Yeah, you yes. got Greco-Roman wrestling. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. um, jiu-jitsu. Kind of came from judo. J- judo, yes. You know the Niwaza style, yes. and, yeah. and we know the story that yeah, got yeah. to that point. But then you have kung fu, which had its heyday. Like yeah. if you think even up to like late nineties, man. Mm. Like I would say early two thousands, mm. uh, where kung kung fu was actually spoken about quite a bit. Yes. But not as much now. No. And how is that? How has that been affected your world? And how is it? Um... It doesn't really affect my world as such because um, it, the media controls everything. Yeah. Okay. Long time ago, there was no TV, so people learn things by, by the hearsay mm. 
And it meant they're going to learn something. Oh, they would say, that guy over there does martial arts. Yeah. Or that guy over there does martial arts. Now it's on the internet everywhere. All yeah. them kind of martial arts. So who controls the, the media? Controls everything. That's right. Okay. I don't care what style it is. If yeah. I want to put another, if I control the media. And I've got enough money to pump, pump in. Yeah. And I want to pump in only that style. Yeah. That's going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. That's don't true. care how you look at it. Don't care if it's bad or good. That would be famous. I'll tell you one thing that's really suffered though. Mm. Films. Don't you think? Yeah, film. Like it, right now, like they don't make films like, yeah. and I sound like, a, we sound like a bunch of old heads or whatever, mm. yeah, but I re really enjoy martial arts now yeah. in films is nothing like what it was like. No, not at all. 70s, 80s, and yeah. I would say even 90s. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's lost that kind of, uh, Well, because, maybe one film now that you can watch that's a proper martial arts film. Yes. Um, you got John Wick, which yeah. is it's all guns and some but martial it's a lot arts. Of story. A lot of story. Too much story. Too much. Uh, yes. But really, like the like kickboxer. You got Legend of Fung Sai Yuk with yeah, Jet Li. Yeah. yeah, you've got all those really good. You know, yes. um, which which are demonstrating martial arts. You know, okay. We've kind of lost all that now. It's it's become this. It's not that it's been lost. It's just been you must understand. You go by the marketing. Mm. You go by what you see on TV. You go with what you see on your phone and you start to, if I'm going to catch you, I can catch you. Yeah. So at the time, last maybe seven years, eight years, Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the TV, Jiu-Jitsu, M&A, yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So if I give that all the time and you don't see nothing else, what are you going to learn? Yeah, 100%. Man. Yeah? 100%. Yeah, and that's what happens. So if you've got little schools, Wing Chun school now and then, but it's not been promoted. Yeah. You won't see them. Yeah, you only hear them by word of mouth. You know, I have seen some. Uh, remember, was it John Jones that uses the, like even uh, Tony Ferguson as well? There's some MMA fighters yeah. who train, who who are like, like for example, do you know the they call it oblique kick? Have you? Have, yeah. Do you guys do that in Wing Chun? It's a little. It's like a kick to the. To I've the, seen it done. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's Wing Chun or not. It, it, it's a. It's a also Wing Chun kick like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. Yes. So he's got it from there, and yes. he uses it very effectively yes. in MMA. Does that yes. make sense? So yes. there's a thing. It kind of goes round, doesn't it? So yes. it kind of goes out of fashion and comes back in again. And yes. I'm pretty sure people are going to be looking at the, an edge, right, to kind of use. You know, okay. certain the kick is well, Wing Chun kick. Yeah. Yeah. When you kick someone, you kick the joint. What yeah. for? To break it. Yeah. Not to touch it, yeah, yeah. to break it. Now imagine you do a sport, yeah, and they told you don't kick too hard, and like that, you can break yeah, the leg. Yeah, that there's no show no more. It's yeah. finished in quite a couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they won't make yeah. the money. They said this yeah. is finished too quickly. No, so certain things you cannot do. Yeah, 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 yeah. because it finished too quick. I'm pretty sure have they have they made it illegal yet? The oblique kick. I don't think they have. No, but no. he's damaged a few people's knees with that man. Yes. I know, yeah. like until uh, you damage a lot of people, you kick your the knees, knees this way. Yeah. Goes like, yeah. it's, so until you damage a lot of people, yeah, then they're, they're going to they're, they're stop it. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah, because the fight is still going for a long time. Yeah, it's like when you fight like Tyson. Tyson at, the, at his at his prime. Yeah, his fight lasted about two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You pay all that money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you yeah, yeah you see yeah yeah. So everyone said, "Whoa, I'm not paying all that money. I wait to come on TV and watch yeah, it." Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. 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 yeah, people change it because it depends what they're looking for in life. That's true. So why you said that the march up today, um, is lot of jujitsu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you told them people other style. They said, "No, no, no, jujitsu, jujitsu, jujitsu." Yeah. So we so we said, "Okay, you like that." You know, we don't get in. I don't get in politics or yeah, martial yeah. arts. I say what you like, do it. But I'm guessing you've got your students, and 
there are enthusiasts that come. I'm, I'm sure you get kept yeah. busy teaching. I kept busy teaching yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because people must still want to learn yeah. and they want they know Wing Chun yeah. and um, they understand Wing Chun. They know what Wing Chun can do. Yeah, but he, but you might go on, on YouTube and you see Wing Chun having having a bad time. Yeah, everyone's been up Wing Chun people. Yeah, yeah, and you say, oh, then you might say that's still no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because you've been up because they have changed it into a sport. Yeah, and they haven't learned to fight adapt that way. That's where they're losing. So can I ask um, to kind of just shift the conversation a little mm. bit about, so we know the forms, we know, you know, like the whole thing about building the martial art around yeah. the student, yes. getting them kind of, what about com- competing? Okay. <laughs> or I would say maybe sparring or okay. that's putting that those those techniques into like a live situation okay how does that work with that will work yeah. with a spa you learn to spa but you can only spa if you've got techniques right if you're going to ammunition yeah you will never fight yeah and then we're going to say to you that you don't do sport wise or competition yeah. because you will change a different mindset to win at any cost you're not going to go to study no more. You're going to go to win at yeah. any cost. Yeah. The way I teach martial arts is meant to understand your martial arts, understand your opponent, and you work together. Yeah. Your your classmate is not your enemy. Yes. So if you go to a martial art example, a guy goes to learn martial art in the school. He goes, he goes to his father, I want to learn martial arts. His father sent him to a martial arts school. He comes back home with a black eye and bites his face, something like that. That doesn't make sense. Mm. You went to learn martial arts to learn so people can take you outside the martial art gym and you can defend yourself. But yeah. now you're going to a martial art gym to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You see? So therefore, you have got in competition mode. Yeah. So what I do, I say, no, no, no. You have to have good character. You don't be a bully. You know, you don't try to um, hit someone who don't know nothing. Yeah. So you're literally going there to practice your art form. Well, we put it close to reality as possible. And we will say to you, okay, someone's going to punch you or kick you or elbow you. Let's see what you can do mm. with control. And the person is fighting, you've got control because he learned martial arts for control. Yeah. Meaning that he can hit you when he wants to hit you. That is a high level. Yeah. Yeah. He can defend and hit you when he wants to. That's a high level. Yeah. He's got a choice now because he's got a high level. No suicide movements, <laughs> not, ho- not hope for the best and get one in and you get yeah. one, you hit me back. Example, say you want to swap hits by fist. Yeah. yeah. Imagine someone's got a knife now. You punch me, I stab you. Yeah. That is still swapping hits, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the limit is what? You're getting stabbed. Yeah. Basically. So that's why we say to learn martial art for self-defense, defend yourself. So the way I, I will teach, completely different. It's for people to practice their self-defense with each other and practice. And they might say, oh, guess what? Uh, it's not real enough. Why? You need to hit me. So therefore, you need pain to recognise what's right and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? If I touch you with a soft palm and I didn't hurt you, yeah. it's up to you to say to yourself, man, he touched me. But if you need pain, what we do, we, hu- we hit you harder. Mm. You need pain to recognise you've been hit, yeah? yeah? Okay. There you go. I see the difference now. But if you hit me with control, I go good, nice hit, good hit. Mm. And we're practicing. Magic was real now. I'd be on the floor, wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. So you'd there's be, no longevity in the training. That's as well. it. And yeah. no one would practice with you no more, would they? Yeah, because it. obviously, every time I come to practice in my class, I'm getting hurt. Why do I go to the school to get hurt? 
Yeah. That makes sense. Kind but sense. you have got into competition mode, don't you? Yeah, you see it differently. So you have to come with the right mindset to mm. learn. Yeah, so I don't teach people anybody. I teach people by what? Character. So I think can, that's what's missing as well yes. now with... I teach by character. With martial arts mm. in the sense of... Um, sometimes it loses that. That's what martial arts at its core yeah. is tarabia, isn't it? Yeah, good, good, good manners, good manners. Yeah, yes. and then everything comes from that. Oh, okay. No, you understand. Otherwise, that. you're breeding bullies and people yes, are going yes, out yes, and yes. causing mischief, isn't it? And yes. that's what you don't want. That's what I feel like. That's what I would say. MMA's done. Yes, MMA's done it. Like, and I'm not going to blame MMA in its entirety. No, no, no. But you have some schools that have really bad. Um, vibe to it yes. and people getting concussed people getting hurt people yes. Uh, yes. especially in the early days of MMA because there, there was all the bouncers and you know the guys that are minding doors, doors. and those are the guys that would train MMA and yes. kind of and they might have a different intention when they go you know well they would, have, they would have to have a different intention because yeah. they're doing people on the outside that's now. it exactly yeah but you brought the, in, the outside into your gym mm. So now your gym, now everybody's the enemy. Yeah, and you're exactly. breaking people's arms, everything like that. After all, people don't want to press them, That's do it. they? You see? It yeah. all changes. So after all, so, Karen, yeah, sorry, so after all, people want to practice the right way and don't get hurt. You know? That's why you call it self-defense. So I want to talk about your move to St. Lucia because that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you decide to move? Well, I've been going to St. Lucia at a very young age, back and forth, got family there. And I always said to myself, one day, you know, in my lifetime, I will mm. go back to live. It's hot. Mm. It's nice and relaxing, if you like that. So um, I've got uh, one child, you know, so he's a big boy now. Inshallah. So therefore, you know, I can travel with ease and no problems. So I've got no commitments, nothing like that. So I can go back to St. Lucia now. And also at that time, when I was teaching my guys, I've been teaching for a very long time. Yeah. So I told my guys, look, my parents are getting old now. You know, anything happens to them, I'll go back to St. Lucia. So I'm here, and nothing happens to them, learn as much as possible from me. Yeah. Yes? Or you have to come and see me in St. Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm sure they won't mind, man. Yeah, they won't mind. Some of them have been sent to me before. To before. Okay. Yeah, until uh, we've done some, they come to see me, and we, do, we practice and things like that. But um, now my father passed away a year and a half ago. So um, now my mum's there by herself. She's got, we've got other families, but... She but got, uh, have you got brothers and sisters? I've got brothers and sisters here. I've right. got, I've got um, two sisters here yeah. and two brothers here. Oh, and one brother lives in St. Lucia. Right. You know, but now my mum, uh, she was obviously, my mum went, went back to St. Lucia 40 years ago with my father. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So she left us, you know, we've grown up now. Yeah, so yeah of course. But I said to myself, as a Muslim, how we know we have to look after our parents. Of course, yeah. I said, anything happens to my mum, I'll make sure I'm there yeah, look, to look, look after, after her. Yeah, and that's the time now, so I'm there to make sure she's okay. Alhamdulillah. And that's, that's it, really. You know? I mean, talking about, um, were you born Muslim or did you? No, I wasn't. I, I revert. I okay, so I what, what came first, Kung Fu or Islam? Or was it at the same oh, time? Oh, Kung Fu. Kung Fu came first? Kung Fu came first before, <laughs> before I was a Muslim. Right. Okay. A long, long time before I was a Muslim. Right. It's really funny. Uh, one of my friends, uh, a good friend of mine, he's a Muslim. Yeah. And he was my student. You know? Right. His name is Yufus. And he's, he lives in, uh, in Chicago, in America. Okay, right. And um, when I used to teach him, you know, and I teach him techniques and like that, and we talk about philosophy and things like that, he used to tell me about Islam. Yeah. You know, the Islam, this, that, this, that. Now, how long ago was this? This is about, okay, 
Lisa about 14 years ago. I've been in Wilson now about at least 14, 14, 15. So 2006 ago. or something six, like seven, yeah. yeah, 2006, yeah, become a Muslim, yeah. And he started to talk to me about Islam, you know. But I heard about Islam when I, before that, when I was very young, when I was about probably 18, I saw uh, someone tell me about some religion. I don't know what it was, but it sounded good. But I just went, you know, you're young. Yeah, yeah. I just passed it. And I saw something on TV and other things were extremely, what I found really impressive. I saw a box, a back box. I didn't know what it was. And I see a lot of people going around it. Yeah. And what I loved about it, main nationality was there. Mm. You see? So look at that. Look at that beautiful is nationality. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Then later on, after 10 or 15 years, my friend, talking about Islam, talking about the, the Prophet, peace be upon him. And then I start to read about Islam for about a year. I wasn't going to take note and become Muslim straight away. Of course, yeah. I read about it. And I said, this is the same thing what I think. How I think, how character, yeah. how you should practice, how you should work together, manners, tabia, things yeah. like that. I said, this is beautiful. Then I said to myself, Man, I've done everything in life so far. I travelled at a very young age. I've done workshops with my teachers at uh, about 20, uh, even 27. I went to America. I went to Italy to teach, to assist my teacher. I went to all these different cultures. Yeah. And, you know, when I started to read about Islam, I said, this is intriguing. This is very, very nice. Have you ever met, obviously, apart from your student? Yes. Were you ever around Muslims at no, all? No, not at all. Even when you travelled? Even travelled. Right. So you're you, more Western countries. More Western countries. Well. Even when I went to Hong Kong, there was no Islamic there at that time, yeah. 40 years ago. No mosque. Now in Islam, in, now in Hong Kong, it's the biggest mosque in, in South Asia. Oh, no way. In Hong Kong. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, um, um, even now, I went to other places before. There was no Muslims there. But when I spoke to my friend, and, I, and he told me about Islam, and then I start recognizing Islam's now, Muslims. Now you can see it, see I can everywhere see it, now. See now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I start recognizing them. That's great, because you're from Southeast London. That's like literally, yeah. it's practically Egypt, bro. Yeah, like. yeah, but, but don't forget. Um, but I guess it depends the circles you. So that's right. That's the thing. Yeah, so that's it. It's funny because you might be living a parallel life. Yeah. You know, there's a whole different other, you know, group of people, people. you've never, never, never crossed paths with. That is crazy, man. So afterwards, uh, when I started to read about Islam, and I, he introduced me to a lot of brothers, and he also introduced me to Imam, Imam Shakil. Oh, mashallah. You know? Yeah, and, a legend, um, man. Yeah, he, he's a legend. Everyone yeah, knows yeah, Imam Shakil. Yeah. Um, beautiful brother, you know? So he uh, introduced me to him, and then... Um, so were you married books. at the time? If you don't remember asking. No, I wasn't married at the time. Okay, well, wasn't married at the time. I was a Muslim now, and then I become a Muslim, and um, start to do research, things like that. Mm. And then, um, obviously, my lifestyle was different. Yeah. So when I become, then I took my shahada after a year of reading about. Yeah. I read, I read forty hadiths. I read yeah. the Quran. I read all these things, and and because I come from a martial background, when we learn, we learn to implement it. Yeah, yeah. So when I read the, read the book and all about the prophet peace upon him, so, so, yeah. invitation to implement something was very important. So you learn something, and you have to implement it. Yeah. So that was really important for me. So, so it's and then you say it's a way of life. Same thing. So that's what I enjoyed about it. I loved it completely, and I said to myself, "I'm coming Muslim." Sure, and then when I come a Muslim, certain things I got to stop doing. You know, he'd be tested. 
and then I had um, where was your family what, what, how, was your, how did your family react to it my family was okay, okay. because my family are Christians yeah. you know and they're not strong Christians like in the Caribbean most all the families are Christians yes, yes, yeah? yes. but their kids also not really Christian but they call themselves Christian because yeah. when we was young we go to um, church or Sunday school what denomination normally uh, Roman Catholic okay yeah, so Roman. so St. Lucian's are Roman Catholic Roman yeah? Catholic yeah. Oh, strong Roman Catholic that's strange man yeah. for Caribbean because yeah. Jamaica's more um, kind of Protestant, Protestant right? Yeah. And uh, the other Caribbean islands, yeah. but St. Louis, I didn't realize you were yeah. Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They've got others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strongly Roman but that's Catholic. mostly Roman, Roman Catholic. Catholic. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. British colony. <laughs> you know, so. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, so at that time, my. We used to go to Sunday school, not even Sunday school, Sunday uh, mass, day, uh, mass, mass. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would play as a kids with other kids, with like that. There's the. Um, Put us somewhere really, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And then we come home, and later on, and the religion it. stops basically. Yeah, religion <laughs> stops outside there. the church. Yeah, outside yeah. the church, there's nothing really. We didn't know. We knew there was a god, and that's yeah. it. And um, but when I start to read about Islam, it's completely different, mm. you know. And then I start to say, yeah, come on, Muslim. Quite happy. And then when I took Mashada, really nice, like a relief. How did it feel? How did it feel? It was. It feels um, okay. It's such a relief. You can only experience it. When you're not a Muslim and become a Muslim, and he will know the feeling. Right. It's right. like when I went to I went to Hajj, you know. Uh, after becoming a Muslim, after three years, four years, yeah, I went to Hajj. Now, when I went to Hajj, that's a different experience again. You know, you can't explain it unless you've been Hajj. Yes, of course. You yeah. know, so um, that was a good experience. And, and that time, that time, um, got married. You know, because before I had girlfriend, I had a girlfriend. I let let her go because obviously. Islam don't allow girlfriends. Of course, yeah. So I, I stopped drinking. Play, I had a, a lot of music records. Got rid of all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a beard, didn't I? I had a goat beard, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a beard was having a problem to me at all. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then they said to me, oh, you've got to pray and things like that. Fajr was no problem to me at all. All the prayer was no problem. Why? I'm conditioned to learn to study and, and things like that. No, yeah. no problem. And also, I also worked with my father at a very young age, about 16. And he used to get really early in the morning, six o'clock, uh, to go to work, start work at eight o'clock. So when I start to become Muslim and say Fajr, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so used to get up early in the morning anyway. Yeah. And we know we all have trouble with Fajr, period. Yes, of course. Yeah, okay? <laughs> you know? So um, so afterwards, you know, got married. And um, that was good. Married for about 10 years. Then, oh, sure. then I got divorced, you know. Yeah. And, but it was good. Not a bad divorce. Because yeah. everything I did... Um, and I have, I have no regrets. Right, alhamdulillah. You learn from it. And yeah. and, and also, when you get married, also, if you get married, and you get divorced, divorce in a nice way. Yeah. So yeah. even my divorce was beautiful. We good good friends and left in a good way. That's it, you know. So, um, yes, and, and that's what it is now. You know, so I'm a single, thing like that. And I had to take things a bit one, one step at a awesome. time. Alhamdulillah. And that's you it. You seem right. very relaxed and a chilled out guy, mashallah. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I don't get no negative... Interfere yeah. with me. Alhamdulillah. So Alhamdulillah. when I get something negative, I deal with it really quickly. Yeah. So um, and that's my lifestyle from when I'm very young. Yeah. You know, and uh, you like learn martial arts, you learn to counter and learn to overcome something. So my mind is trained that way already. You know. So we spoke a lot about martial arts. Mm. Has that been the main way you've made money and, and, and fed yourself this whole, or did you did you do things outside of martial arts? Okay, before... Like a career-wise. Yeah, career-wise. So this is what for the com a company. 
And I worked in the hotels. You know the hotel, all the rooms? Yeah. I said, decorate all the hotels. Okay. Hilton's, all the well-known hotels in, yeah. in the West End. I said, work for 10 years for a company. Right. And that time, then I came, when I was a Muslim now, I came Muslim later on. Um, and I had a good boss. My boss would let me pray. My boss would let me do everything like that. Then my boss left to go to Australia. So he sold the company to someone else. When he sold the company to someone else, it changed completely. Right. And then the people who own the company now, they used to say to me, "Oh, um, Mr. Lewison, um, you know, you know, you going to do the room, something like that. You might meet some of the kids, something like that. You got a beard." Mm. So they said, "Oh, you might just shave your beard." So I said to them, mm, "What do I need to shave my beard for?" I said, "The guests come in the hotel also got beards." <laughs> Yeah, so are you going to tell them to shave their beards before uh, too? Yeah, yeah. So they come in the hotel and stay in the hotel. So they've got they shut up, you know. Mm. So I said, no, no, no. This is uh, I have to keep my beard. And then they say to me, oh, it's always problematic to pray, you know. You have to be able to pray, you know. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'll pray. Then my prayer is about five minutes, four minutes. These guys have coffee breaks. And cigarette every, breaks, yeah, exactly. Every 20 minutes, yeah. and they're smoking and things like that. So what's the complaint? What's the problem? Yeah. So you realise that they couldn't catch me on that now. Next thing they try and get, oh, get rid of me. They send me to, before I was working in the West End, so I get to work on time. Then they start to work out of London. Right. So then I had to get extra earlier to go work out of London. So they did it on purpose? Yes, yeah, so on purpose. Wow. Yeah, you know. So I said to myself, man, these people, these people. I said, no, don't worry. So afterwards, um, going back and forth was too strenuous for me because mm. um, coming back, and at the same time, when I was working at the company, I was teaching, yeah? At the same time, I was doing filming extras on TV. Right. Yeah? And afterwards, um, stopped doing filming, still working, and afterwards I stopped and I said, I'm, I'm going to um, just give my notice, my notice. And from there, Alhamdulillah, all praise to Allah, he made it easy for me. I've been teaching all the way through. Alhamdulillah. No problems at all. That's when, when you leave something for the sake of Allah, yes. I'll replace it with something, something better. better yeah. Yes. So Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. It, it was really so, I have no, I have no problems at all. Alhamdulillah. Even my son asked me a question the other day. He said, Dad, have you, have you, had, it, have you had it hard? I went, no, in fact, from school, from from school to mm. college, I went to college very young. You know, I went to evening classes, then I went to college. Yeah, mm. just to get the house, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you know <laughs> yeah. and we have our parents be like, just get the house. I went yeah, to evening yeah. classes yeah. specific yeah. to get the house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be doing dishes, you'd be doing that. Your mum would take that. You know, <laughs> so I did uh, to even, please your parents, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to get the house. All right. Yeah, I had brothers and sisters, and every time we come home from school. My mum was always saying something, or they do this, do that. So I said to myself, man, uh, God, my mum is just on your back. So I said to myself, go evening classes. So I went to evening classes. And after evening classes, I went to, um, um, went for, for interview with a company about 17. They said, you can start straight away. Then I had an apprenticeship. Mm. Yeah. And then from there, worked for there 15 years with them. And then at the same time, I also doing martial arts. You know, so alhamdulillah, and then, and then now from now, I'm still teaching, you know. I also do um, um, team building, teach people how to work together Yeah. in in corporate companies in West End. Yeah. But the last two years, um, everything shut down because oh, of COVID, COVID. Yeah, yeah. and that's it really. 
So that's when you decided to move to St. Lucia? Well, I moved to St. Lucia because my father did part oh, of, of the course, pass yeah. away. That yeah, was yeah. it, really. Oh, yes. right. And then my mum built herself now, so I went near Pacific to... But I really yeah. set up everything already. Uh, I bought a house, uh, the house already, convert um, the house downstairs into an apartment. Okay, yeah. mashallah. So I've got rid of my house over here. Yeah. And then put money in St. Lucia. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, you know. So t- talk, uh, and we'll finish on this, inshallah. Yeah. yeah. So talk me through like uh, the island life, man. What's that like? How, how do you how do you uh, how do you spend your days? The island life's a bit uh, slow. Only thing I miss about um, when I go to Tunisia is my brothers. Right. Yeah, my brothers. I mean, go out, we talk. Yeah. And they've got Islamic there. Yeah. Islam is, but it's small. Right. Uh, St. is only about one hundred and eighty thousand people. It's small. Wow. Island. Yeah. And uh, and the Muslims not really a big community of Muslims. It what about be, where you live? Is there what, any any? No, there's almost. I live in the, the central part of uh, yeah. Castries, which yeah. is the central part of Saint Lucia, and their brothers there, brothers and sisters there. But mostly, mostly probably about 100, 120 Muslims there. Whoa, is that it? That's it. That's so it. Roman halal, halal food and alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, they got halal. They got halal they food. Do, yeah, yeah. The brother will slaughter the meat. Yeah, work for a company, sort of meat, and he goes to some of his shops. Right. So the, the last five years, it has changed. You can halal meat and things like that. Before that. They couldn't get no halal meat. We just eat fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, yeah. Man. We just eat fish. You know? But I know the Caribbeans a lot. I know, like. They make it in Trinidad. Yeah, they eat halal, man. Yeah, but if you go to Trinidad, Trinidad's got more Muslims yes. than St. Lucia. Right. You know, so, you know, and also um, Barbados. Yeah. So right now, Islam is getting better, is, is growing in, in, in St. Lucia. I, I do a Dawah table there oh, once sure. a week just to spread Islam to the best of my ability. Trying to encourage brothers to do the same thing. And that's it, really. And what's their attitude towards Muslims? The attitude in the Caribbean is okay. They don't. Mean, they're not. They're, they're not really. Um, if they someone says something, they get it from the media, and that's it, really. Right. But it's I'm talking a, about the the people that you know, lives there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the, the civilians. What Civil, are they, like? They're okay. They, you might get one or two might say something. Yeah. It's all called Bin Laden or things like that. You know. <laughs> they might. One time, a guy asked me, "Oh." Um, you know, Muslims are terrorists. I said, where are the Muslim terrorists? I said, you've got more terrorists in your country right now. I yeah. said, tell me something. Who's doing the crimes in St. Lucian now? The Muslims or the young, or the young St. Lucians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The Muslims don't do nothing in St. Lucia. They keep a, a nice, respectful life. Mm-hmm. So, but people get things from the media. So you've got to correct them. It's not their fault. You have to correct them. Mm-hmm. So that's Muslims. But also the biggest terrorists that brought the Africans to the Caribbean as well. Yeah, Europeans. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The ones that are yes. Well, we get kind of like caught up in caught the up in, yes, yeah, caught yeah, up yeah, in this yeah, kind of yeah. semantics, man. Yeah, like, yes. But the bottom line afterwards, but education is important. Education is important, yeah. and yeah. also as Muslim, we try to educate people, of course, give them yeah. dawah. Yeah. We try to bring them to Islam to best yeah. our abilities, yeah. and that's it. We can live with them, and certainly we won't be do, we won't do. Yeah. Um, most of my families, when I go see my families, um, sometimes they want to hug me. I say, you know, I can't really hug. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you they said and I explained to him said oh so I said to them so you, you, you I said to my friend okay you're Christian we wouldn't we wouldn't every man to hug your wife he said no there you go uh, no yeah. but he can't say nothing because you open the door yeah that's it yeah so you see yeah yeah, yeah. do you like your wife to dress prerogative yeah you said no I want my, I want my dress to just dress Decent, modestly, yeah. modestly, but you met her that way, you know. Yeah, so yeah. you can't change her, can you? This is it. Yeah. So as a Muslim woman, we address we address modesty. So that's what you really get. So you, so so now you see it, it's quite simple what you want what you want out of life, and that's it really, you know. Alhamdulillah. Um, so let's end on that, inshallah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I really benefit from this conversation. 
And um, I'm hoping to get. Uh... Oh yeah, you said to me before we end. You said yeah. don't call me Sifu. Okay. And you said you're gonna explain to me why. Okay. So that uh, yeah. Well, most of my students call me Daigo. Means big big brother. Right. When you put classes as Sifu, you're like, you're coaching yourself like you really gotta look after that person like a father. You're a right. father figure. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not a father figure. I'm a person who's got some knowledge, information to help you and make you better. So you're saying it comes with responsibility. That's like, it. Right, yes. Okay. So when I learn from teachers and I call them civil because they are civil, they they want that they had that got that title. Yeah. But I don't give myself that title because I don't know too much. Right. I understand. You know. So I yeah. call myself Daigo. Means that older brother. Yeah. You know. So um. But some people say to me civil Lewison yeah. for respect. I say okay. Yeah. But my students will call me Daigo. Right, right. But outside people call me Sifu. Right. You see? And that's why, and, and that's what it is really. So I don't want to get um, lost in the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get big headed and yeah. get arrogant and things yeah. like that. So as Muslims, we try to lower ourselves yeah. down and be humble. Alhamdulillah. And that's the most important thing to me. So I'm just someone with someone with got information and you can benefit from it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You see, that's it. Quite simple. Yeah, you know. And um, hopefully we can get uh, Brother Mc, uh, McKen- um, Abdul, uh, Abdul Abdul Malik Abdul Malik yeah, Abdul Malik Abdul Malik Really good, really good brother too I really want to get We've been trying to get him on for about a year now isn't it mm-hmm. um, But I know he's very busy and, yeah, 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 yeah. But inshallah we'll, we'll get him We'll see yeah, him down Inshallah, yeah. inshallah. You, Have you trained with him at all? Or? No um, uh, My Wing Chun Different teachers Oh different teachers uh, My right. Wing Chun is completely different Right okay. um, Abdul Barak Mashallah is good He's been He's been doing Wing Chun At the same time Well um, Not too sure Longer than me I'm not yeah. too sure Yeah um, But he's been around In the, in the 90s uh, Or early uh, 90s I know some of his teachers He learned from over here Inshallah um, He's also gone to Hong Kong And learned in Hong Kong Yip Man's sons, yeah. you know. But um, um, I always tell people, they ask me, what's the best Wing Chun teacher? I say, don't look for yourself. Yeah. I don't know what you're looking for. Yeah. All teachers are different. So you might have Wing Chun, but it doesn't mean your Wing Chun is the same as mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Jiu Jitsu, you might have a standard way of doing Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Okay, example, Jiu Jitsu, I know you're going to be in, in the gym, and got mats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen? Have you ever seen Jiu-Jitsu practice Jiu-Jitsu on concrete? No. Have you ever seen Jiu-Jitsu practice Jiu-Jitsu on wooden floor? No. <laughs> there you see. Yeah. I know how Jiu-Jitsu practice. Yeah. Now Wing Chun, you got different ways of Wing Chun. Some people incorporate kickboxing, boxing, uh, grappling, and things like that. Right, right, right. I don't do that. I do pure Wing Chun. Right, I got you. That's the difference. So somebody might say, oh, your Wing Chun's the same. No, our Wing Chun's not the same because I don't do boxing. I don't do this. I do pure Wing Chun. It's traditional. Traditional yeah. Wing Chun. And then you see, that's the difference. Barakalon, thank you so much. And uh, everyone at home, I hope you enjoyed it like I did. And inshallah, we'll see you on the next one.